success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. And we have an invincible one to introduce you today. Judy Fox is listed as a top 10 LinkedIn coach for 2021 in Yahoo Finance. She's featured in Inc. Magazine, Vid Summit, Social Media Marketing World, Agora Pulse, and more. With over 18 years of experience in business development and sales, Judy Fox developed the LinkedIn Business Accelerator Method, and I am so excited to welcome her here today on the She's Invincible <laughs> podcast. Judy, welcome. We are so excited to have you with us today. Excited to be here, oh and I love gosh. the name of your podcast. Oh. I love it. Thank you. You know, it's so funny when, when I was, you know, on this journey of starting a podcast, I didn't even know what the name was going to be, but I started writing out the messaging and breaking it all down. And all of a sudden it was in front of me on paper. When I wrote everything out, I was like, Oh, it's invincible. Right? And so it was, the I love that you just thing. said that. Cause it's, it reminds me of a quote I had when I was starting this business, I kept saying action will create the clarity you need action will create the clarity you need every it's single time. It's true. It's true. And then that ended up becoming my entire brand. So not just my podcast, but my coaching, my school, everything. So I love, I love that. Yes. Yes. So well, for everyone I listening, if you're literally like, what's the name of my podcast? What's the name of this? What's the name of that? Action will always create future clarity. Just going to do it. <laughs> I love it. That's right. Just write it out. Right. Answer the questions. Take I action. love that. Yes, action, my favorite word. Well, let's do this. Let's jump in. Let's tell our listeners how in the world did you get where you are today? And what makes you invincible? <laughs> I took action. <laughs> um, I would say like to scroll all the way back, I got my degree in chemical engineering in the 90s. So I was... I was back in the day when you couldn't Google, what do you want to be? I went into the library and I checked out a book of careers. Like that's the card catalog world of, I didn't even know what careers existed unless I was exposed to them. So if I scroll back to the story, my dad had that take your daughter to work day back in when I was in high school. And I met a woman who was basically like, oh, I like her career. I like what she's doing. I like what she's done. And I asked her what she studied in school and she studied chemistry and she told me her journey. And I ended up being like, okay, cool. I will just go do that. So I did chemical engineering. And then I worked up my way into the corporate world for 18 years, 18 years of corporate experience 
And what's interesting, and this is the fun part of the story, that woman who I was 17 years old in 2015, I got hired to work in the same department that she worked in in 2015. So what is that? 90 something. Yeah, so <laughs> like, that's like 20 years. Yes, exactly. Wow. That's crazy. So, I mean, long story short, that's how I got started. I got my master's degree in sustainability, which a lot of people think, oh, that's only the environment, like solar energy or all the different ways we think of sustainability. But sustainability is a lot more than environment. It's economic sustainability for a business. It's um, societal sustainability for a business. If your employees are all quitting, you are not sustainable. <laughs> There's your first so that's <laughs> why what I studied is why I do what I do now. I truly show businesses how to use LinkedIn because it is a very sustainable strategy for business development and sales. I love that. I love it. So you shifted out of corporate America. Uh, I did. We can talk this. about that, but yes. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So, so I will say it was not a straight line <laughs> shifting. It wasn't just, I ended corporate. I started this. I want to be clear and we can go over that because that's the good, bad and ugly. Yes. Well, we're <laughs> going to dive right into that for sure today. So tell us what makes you invincible. Uh, first my mindset is where it has to start. If, and I will talk about one of the toughest things I've been through when we get there, but I made a sign and I made it sparkly. Like I went to Michael's and I got the most pink sparkly paper and I got gold lettering and I went to the thrift store and this is right when I became a single mom and I didn't necessarily, I didn't have a job at that moment. I had my own business, but I was, I was living in the world of uncertainty, like nobody's business. And I made this sign that I could put right next to my bathroom mirror and read it every day. And it said, my life loves me. Because I wanted to look at myself every day and repeat back to myself. Because if I was feeling the gap of Con connection. I was feeling the gap of love because when, when you go from being married back to being single, to me, that was the biggest gap I experienced was less feelings of I'm now not in a partnership of marriage. I'm now raising a child by myself. And that weight of having a two-year-old, it's not like I can can't rely on him to give me love that I need. And I needed to just feel that love coming out of the mirror back at me. So my life loves me every single day. And to this day, that is still in my bathroom and I read it every day. And it's I was really gonna pink ask and sparkly. That. Yes, yeah. I was going to say. I had to make it really spark, like over the top craft project level. I love so. it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what a way to go. Uh, just to really affirm yourself. My life loves me. Yes. Hashtag yeah. goals, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's what makes me, if you can love yourself every single day, that's going to be what makes you invincible because 
I don't know. We, we still have to, I've still have to wake with up with myself again tomorrow. So. That's right. <laughs> Wherever you go, there you are. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So I'm so excited to talk to you today because I um, met you through LinkedIn audio. Right. Uh, and so that was like my first exposure here you were. And I was just tuned in all, you know, at every one of them, just using my reaction button. You were just, there. All, you're there all the time. I am because <laughs> I love to learn. And so I love to invest that time. And I feel like when people like yourself are giving your time right for free and giving all of that value, why shouldn't I be in the room absorbing all of that? So that was kind of like my first exposure. And then every time I got into a room with you, I was like, oh, what I wouldn't give to have her on the podcast and interview her. So this is such a joyful time for me to be able to share you and your expertise with our listeners. So let's jump in. The first thing I'm so excited we're going to talk about is LinkedIn profiles that can convert business. Oh my gosh, like, isn't that why we're here, right? Is to make connections and build relationships and convert business. So let's dive into that and tell us a little bit about that. I will say, first of all, so LinkedIn profiles have gotten so many upgrades. We're talking 2022 LinkedIn, not not uh, 2005 LinkedIn. So <laughs> when you hear that, you might say, what, what a LinkedIn profile can convert? What? We, it's a landing page now. If I Google anyone's name, LinkedIn has search results that's going to bump you up because of the name LinkedIn. It's literally like your Instagram is going to show up, your YouTube and your LinkedIn. If you have any of those channels, a podcast, it's all going to show up in Google search. And you want to take advantage of anyone clicking on that. So Etch-A-Sketch, shake your mind for thinking it's a place to put your resume or a place to put, if you're running a business, you want to not just put your accolades and think of it as a static bio. I think I watch a lot of people just use it as like a really static place to put their business milestones or their business um, details but it's boring <laughs> and it's not built to convert. It's just factual. So shift it from factual to actionable. I love that. And how you're going to do that is you get the banner at the top. You get to tell us who you, if you have the podcast put up there, she's invincible podcast, click to listen to the most recent episode and drive the highway traffic of the internet down to the clickable link because at the top of everyone's profiles now, LinkedIn gives you a clickable link. So you can connect a visual banner very close to a clickable link, which is super amazing. I love that. I love Are that too. Are you doing too. that, Cammie? No, I don't know. but I'm oh. writing notes right now. You know what I'll be doing this afternoon. <laughs> yes, I've seen there's, oh, it's so exciting because when you really think about it, anytime somebody doesn't have to scroll the rest of the way down the page, you can convert somebody before they get down to the rest of the page. I will tell you that link at the top of my profile has been converting about 15 to 20 people to my, I have an opt-in there right now and it's an email list. That's 20 new people per week with just no activity on my part, just existing. 
Well, that sounds like the easy button, right? Yes. So take advantage of it. I love that. I love it. And so what are some of the other things that people should be paying attention to on their profile to help them get more visibility? The featured section, which allows you to feature. And I don't even realize some people don't. Like I'm in in LinkedIn all the time. So I always want to dial it back. You can feature an external link there. We can click to your straight to your podcast. We can click straight to your course, click straight to your sales landing page or your calendar. If you have a Calendly and you want to put it right there, put it right there. We can click through and you can create a customer journey. And I always advise people, if you want to create one of the best customer journeys, do you want the best one? Yeah. <laughs> I like to think of it as the ability to place three links, one that's cold. We're not cold people, but you know what I mean? It's a brand new connection. One that's warm people who maybe know you a little bit and they want to find out more, but they're not ready to invest or spend any money. Maybe they'll come to a show. They'll come to an event. The final link is, yes, I want to work with you. And whatever that looks like for you, it could be the link to your course, the link to your book, it's an, it's a transaction at that point. So the first one, the cold one is a post. You want to feature your content because that's a low investment on their part. They can click on it. They can check you out. And it's a low, it's not some heavy, oh my gosh, you have to consume a huge, I don't know what to call it, white paper or something <laughs> like it's, it's not even assuming they want to listen to an entire podcast. Maybe it's a clip of your podcast, a one minute clip. So that way you can get that moment. It's like getting that initial ad. So you can kind of be like, hey, check this out. And then the middle one is the warm one. Like I said, that's where you may get them to listen to a whole podcast episode. That's perfect right there. And then the last one is like, hey, here's how to get in touch with me to start working together. And if you have those lined up, you have choices for all three levels of people who have been getting to know you online. I love it. Now I have a question uh, and I know there's so much controversy around this, like how much to post is, is it okay to post your kids? Right? Like, you know, there's a lot of things going on out there that are like, but this is a professional site and you know, where like Instagram and Facebook, anything goes. So what's your thoughts on that for LinkedIn? The first thing I do for me, I've had to delete the word professional because I'd don't think that has ever really served me throughout my career. When everyone, when anyone has tried to define what is professional, it's always like chasing a moving needle. It's never defined the same by every single company, every single boss, every single. So one person, I had one boss literally say the fact that I bought a shirt from the limited was unprofessional. I was like, why? It's got a collar. It's, <laughs> it's so interesting, right? I mean, we're talking professional. The word professional has been, that's a very light example. It's been used yeah. all the way to how people wear their hair, to tattoos, to piercings, to that should not define your brain and your skills and your heart and your ability to be in this world and offer value to other people. So a hundred percent. And color. But yeah, hair. just a shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's everything goes, right? So uh so I like to replace on LinkedIn the word professional with the word leadership. Mm-hmm. Can you show up as a leader in your space, in your industry? 
if your space in your industry is mental health, for example, then you should be posting about mental health. You, so for us to sit there and say what belongs on LinkedIn and what doesn't belong on LinkedIn, your industry belongs on LinkedIn and your ideal clients and your ideal audience is there. So you shouldn't listen to anyone telling you what belongs and what doesn't belong. It's your industry and your business. If somebody doesn't like what you're posting, they're not your ideal client. (laughs) There you go. There's one way to weed them out, right? (laughs) And the final thing I'll say is when it comes to creating content on LinkedIn, I've had a lot of discussions about this because some people will say, oh, you got to be really authentic and vulnerable. And I like replacing that word with, you just have to be relatable and human. Like, do I, I barely post my kid. I have one. I don't think he's my content or I have to get his permission. And the way I, this is me, you're hiring me for me. And yes, he's an element of my life. And I would say maybe once a year, he may make it into something because he's part of my world. He's part of my life. He's a huge reason why I do what I do, but he's, you don't have to post like that to get business. It's almost setting up your company when you start thinking you have to just expose everything in your life as if the public, everyone needs to know everything about you. No, that's not authentic and vulnerable. In some ways it's cringy and it's scary sometimes because I don't need to know all that about you. <laughs> I well, need to and know it's unsafe, you're real. Right? It can be unsafe too. Like, you know, if you're posting your kids and, and your LinkedIn profile says where you live and, you know, in this day and age, like the, there's a safety element as well. I posted about that one time. It went, pre- I would say it went to about 50,000 people that post. And I posted about how and why I don't say I'm on vacation. And I think that's a really interesting thing because I had somebody say, Hey, you didn't get back to me very quickly. Well, that's a whole nother story because if, if it's free, why do we expect people to reply? Like immediately, like sometimes people have stuff going on in their lives. But the second thing is we never know when somebody's out of office. And I think it's really tough to detail out and to publicly tell people I'm on vacation this week. That's really That's a lot to think about. So, and if people really want to think about safety, I don't, I would maybe post, I was gone last week and post about it the next week. It's really, it's a tough line to navigate. Yeah, I think so. Oh my gosh. So there's so many things we don't think about until something happens. And then we're like, oh, okay. That's, that's why. Mm -hmm. So, and let's go to a little bit about content visibility. So you talked about using that profile. Uh, What else can you share with our listeners about just spicing up like what they're doing, refresh, whatever it is, like what, if they're, what's putting out there isn't working. Um, Yeah. What can they do? Yeah. So the way I like to think about it and the reason why There's a lot of advice out there on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, there's advice. And I love some of the people giving that advice. And at the same time, we all know that advice is maybe for one type of person or one potential client category. It doesn't fit everyone. So here's what I'll explain. For I put together three buckets. 
if you're getting maybe zero to 10 likes and comments per post, and you have an audience of 100 to 1,000 or plus, <laughs> you have to do different activities than if somebody is already getting 100 likes and comments. So the activity, somebody who wants to ramp up beyond 10 likes and comments, I would tell them you have to comment more. You have to go give what you want to get. So the strategy that will ramp up all those people's accounts is commenting, 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 commenting. It's a lot, but it's about maybe posting once a week and then going out and commenting and make that post work for you all week. I love that. Does that make sense? So feature it, it keep drawing people to it, keep getting eyeballs on this one piece of content all week. Try to engage. If, if that piece of content was about what's happening in the real estate industry, then go engage in real estate conversations go, but don't try to force people to see that post. Don't be like, comment on my last post. That's lame. We don't like that. We want to feel like there's a back and forth. And if you earn it, you may be able to comment on someone's post and then they reply back. Then you might say, Hey, I was actually just talking about this too, but don't put your link to your post right there. Just mention that you're like, Hey, this is, uh, this is the topics I love talking about and glad to be joining this conversation at you will tip over into visibility. I love that. LinkedIn's going to go, that conversation belongs in their newsfeed. So this is interesting. I want to ask you this. So is it equally important to comment on other people's posts as it is to respond and comment on a comment that was made on your post? Yes. So that's why <laughs> when I was saying, when you get to zero to 10, you want to be replying to every single comment. If it comes on your post, yes. And a really good extra step is if somebody comments on your post, I will sometimes click over and comment right back on them on their post. I'll <laughs> reply and then I'll go over to their post. But there's a different strategy when you're at the 100 plus. If, you're, if you've tipped over into more visibility, you do start to come up against a time constraint or against an overwhelm constraint. If you're getting a hundred comments, that's a hundred and good quality comments. Oh, it breaks my heart. I wish I had 20 hours a day. I could just comment. Um, and I don't outsource my LinkedIn. My LinkedIn is a hundred percent me. So oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And I think that the reason I do that is because I really, the networking connections can be so valuable and real. And it's hard to think about somebody else trying to be me. Yeah. At this point, that's just my, again, I think there's another strategy. If you've reached, if you've reached a million followers, I mean, or even 500,000 followers, you've got a different level at this point. <laughs> so, but yes, I value, and I will tell everyone, if you can reply to all the comments on your post, you need to prioritize that. That is current conversations that you are current, you're having, they're coming to your profile to comment and even if you can get back to them two or three weeks later, it doesn't matter. Still do it. Reply, reply. So 
I've had some comments I've replied to a month later, but I hope they are okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) So let's say that, um, what is the, what did you say is the best way to grow connections on LinkedIn? Uh, is there an other way? Like, of course the commenting is gonna, is gonna do that. But, uh, what other ways are great strategies that people could use right now to grow those followers? So something I tell people is that I love the book Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. And the reason I love it is because he really studied and broke apart why do brands, why do why do messages, why do hashtag movements? There's all these things that tip and it feels very like, well, how did that happen? It's almost like we were talking earlier, like, did they just get lucky? Like what happened here? Most brands and businesses did not just get lucky. Most. There's a few lucky cases out there. Oh my gosh, that went viral. But I will say, if it was luck, many times they don't hold on to the results or they don't hold on to the impact that happened. So, or they can't repeat it. They can do it one time and then they can't take it off again. So what I'll say is tipping point chapter two is a huge, I literally reverse engineered and I created a spreadsheet for how to implement tipping point on LinkedIn. So what it means is you look for the mavens, the connectors and the persuaders in your world, in your audience, in your your network that you serve them, they serve you. It has to be mutual. You can't just be one way taking from the audience or Mm -hmm. from the network, but it is it's a really powerful strategy when implemented, but it's a big shift in people's brains because many people come over LinkedIn and they say, I need to talk to my ideal client. And I'm like, stop. (laughs) They're like, what? You need to network really well. If you want a tip, need to figure out how to network to your ideal mavens, persuaders and connectors. And they're like, that's different than ideal client. I said, yes, it is. But if you trust me, It'll work. <laughs> so do you teach a class? Work. Yeah. Do you teach a class on this? Yes. So I it's included in my LinkedIn business accelerator, but I've thought about breaking it out as a separate. It could be a whole I freaking love it. I I, <laughs> I sometimes forget and how powerful it is, but it is, I have to tell people you have to etch a sketch your brain. It's a different way of thinking. And that's why I love Malcolm Gladwell's books, because he he challenges how your brain thinks about things, at least from the books I've read. So I love that. Okay. (laughs) I know. I know. Okay. So what about different types of content? So uh, there's video, there's, you know, pictures, there's just words, no pictures. What is there like a rule to that? Or is it back to like, whatever it is for your clients? I'm going to create a formula off the cuff. Okay, great. (laughs) Formula. So question number one, you have to ask yourself is what do you like creating? You, what does Cami like creating? If you like video, then write that down. If you like writing text only posts, write that down. Just write down your favorite pieces of content. Maybe max, write down three max. Next question. Question number two is what has been the best performing piece of content for you in the past, anywhere online? Do you have a really good video on YouTube or something that kind of took off on Instagram and just anything, anywhere, Twitter, whatever. 
make sure if, especially if it hasn't taken off on LinkedIn, bring that piece to LinkedIn. I don't repurpose it. Find a way to make that be show up on LinkedIn because the point is I want to say is what does your audience respond to that you already do? If you're audio and you have a podcast, then maybe it's an audio clip of your podcast. I don't, I mean, I don't know what it is, but there's 13 or 14 ways to create content on LinkedIn now. 14 different ways to literally create a post like document feature, text only post image with a link on top of it. I mean, I could just, there's 14 plus, I don't even know at this point. And I have a a page that I have a summary of all the ways you can create content because I love that. So that's question number two. What is your audience like consuming equals and give yourself only two answers at the end of this equation? Because so it's like, what is it? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's a plus in the middle. I'm making this equation on the spot here, by the way. You're doing great. But what I mean at the end, when you merge those two columns, you should only have two things maybe overlap at most and double down on only creating that style. So if it's a video, go hard on video. There is a top voice, a LinkedIn top voice that she went from zero to 20,000 followers. She only uploaded a one minute video every single Monday for a whole year. And that's how she got top voice. Wow. When people talk about being consistent, yeah, she picked Monday. She picked Monday morning, but she picked the type of content. So for you to say to me, what kind of posts work? It's the post your audience starts to get to know you the best through. So if you jack us up between a text post, an image post, an article, a try to dial that in and pick how your audience seems to be loving your voice and how you share it with the world. That is so profound. That was a great job too. I need a, I need a better <laughs> equation though. I need to like literally X plus Y with the square root. <laughs> That's the engineer in you, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been such an amazing conversation about LinkedIn. How does one become a top 10 influencer and creator, content creator on LinkedIn? I would say it's the combination of creating that consistent, but again, not necessarily consistent. Oh my gosh, needs to be Monday at 9 a.m. We don't give a crap about that. Just consistent tone and voice and message and how you interact with your audience is consistent. That's one. And then the second one is networking with the other LinkedIn experts. You are who you spend time with. If you look like you belong in the group of LinkedIn top voices, no matter how long you stick at it, at some point, they will assume you're also a LinkedIn creator or a LinkedIn top voice. And I will tell you, I have applied for the LinkedIn creator program. I mean, I've learned apply and just apply and apply, even if you're not, if you want it, apply. It's that world of even if you're not um, fully qualified, if you think you have 80% and they want 100, just apply. Just go for it. (laughs) Um, But what's powerful is because I've been showing up and showing up and showing up, I got invited to be at the New York LinkedIn Creator Program, but I was never picked to officially be a LinkedIn Creator. They just, I belonged I don't know if that makes sense, but you can start looking like you belong in the spaces if you keep showing up as a 
supportive person in that space. So that's amazing. Look like you belong. <laughs> just look like it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's it amazing. may take years, but I did work with a client in 2020 and they made top voice in 2022. So that's awesome. It was exciting. I've made yeah. a couple top voices have been my clients. I love that. That's amazing. Well, congratulations to you and to them. And to them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, because you're teaching them your ways and they're actually executing, right? Yes. So they're implementing. And, it and that's what it's, it's hard about. For, and this is probably something we could talk about for hours, but it's hard for me. I know they're the ones doing a lot of the actions, but it, kind of want to have a little bit of credit like <laughs> yes I get it well you teach them and then they you know they don't ever get there unless they put the action you know put the it ripple all effect action. is amazing though the literal ripple effect so. and doesn't that feel great to you as uh, you know that you had a hand in that like you were able to make that impact positively in in the work that they were doing and I think that there's no greater uh contribution that we can make to the world um other than a positive impact in someone else's life so I think that's just amazing yes. well this has been amazing let's do this let's tell our listeners one uh where they can find out where you are going to be uh, and also where they can just find you in general. Uh, so I go by Fox Rocks, how it's spelled online. So you can go to Fox, F-O-X-R-O-C-K-S dot live. And you can find my calendar and it shows it's my public calendar and you can see everywhere I'm going to be in the future. So anywhere online that I am live or recording a podcast. So I love it. And then yeah. uh, where can they find you on your website? So if they want to find out about how to work with you. Oh, so first of all, you can just go to my LinkedIn and you can find me by going to J-U-D-I-F-O-X and on LinkedIn, just type in my name. The key is the J-U-D-I part. And then I do have my emoji Fox. I think I'm the only Judy Fox on LinkedIn that literally has the emoji Fox right there. <laughs> I love, so I, I do have to stand tell you, out. I love, and I love your Fox ears. So <laughs> I love I how you branded at the moment, because we never know when somebody's going to listen to this. So at the moment I have an application process, but I may change that. But yes, at the moment uh, on my LinkedIn profile, I have a way for you to figure out if we're a good fit to work together. I want it to be good for both of us. I love that. Oh my gosh. This has been so great. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. And just before we get to the good stuff, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly, I have this great announcement for you. We are starting the Pod Power Hour, which is a virtual event that's gonna happen on Wednesdays at noon Eastern. And so if you've ever thought about having a podcast, if you have questions, if you are a podcaster, and you want to come and meet other podcasters and learn what's new, what's happening, tips and tricks to be better at this amazing passion of podcasting that you have, we would love for you to join us. We're going to have experts there that are going to be sharing their genius. It's going to be amazing. So, and if you're a host and you want to come meet some amazing uh, people that could be potential guests for you on your show, come on out. What a great way to get exposure. Be sure to check it out on my website at camilehman.com as well as follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Whatever is your favorite platform, we will have registration there. You do need to register to attend. 
and it is on Zoom. So super simple, just one hour every other Wednesday. We start on May 4th, so don't miss out. Get registered today. We can't wait to see you there. You have moved from fighting cancer to discovering how to live beyond it. But what now? With so many emotional side effects still unknown, as a new survivor, you find yourself in a void as you navigate through the isolation, fear, and an uncertain future that can overshadow you and your family for years to come. Instead of focusing on the uncertainty of cancer, consider how strong and determined you are and think of the strength demonstrated by those who stood beside you through it all. Consider this. You now get to choose who you want to be and what your intentional, fulfilled life can look like. You made it through treatment. We can help you define yourself as a survivor. We're here to help you through this moment, to walk beside you as you shift your mindset from counting the days of life to creating a legacy. For more information, visit www.adventuretherapyfoundation.org or contact us at info at adventurefound.org. You know, Judy, on the She's Invincible <laughs> podcast, we promise our listeners we're going to bring them fierce female entrepreneurs. And we're going to share the expert zone of genius, which you did so well today. I feel like you just gave so much value to our listeners, but we're not done because we also (laughs) promise our listeners that we're going to pull back the curtain and we are going to share the authentic part of this journey that you took. It's always fun when you get there to celebrate in the achievement and the success that you've created. But people see that and they have no idea what your journey looks like. So when they're out there and things are getting hard and their journey is hard and they're asking themselves, what's wrong with me? Well, there's nothing wrong with them. It's just hard. (laughs) And and the bottom line is, uh, once we get there, I feel like as entrepreneurs, we owe it to the people to go back and tell them the truth. Right. Mm -hmm. Not that we want to focus on the obstacles, because, of course, that's not what brings us success. But go back and tell them you can do it, too. It is hard, but you can do it. And this is how you do it. And we can encourage them through the stories of our obstacles and our overcoming. So we are going to dive in right now and we are going to tell some stories. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. (laughs) So we're going to start with a story about the good because I love, I always say, tell me the good first. So tell us a story about the good or the great part of this journey. Uh, I'm going to do like the 30,000 flying overhead and then I'm going to dial in. But I mean, overall, the good is that I can be a single mother with flexibility and just a sense of peace that I can bring into my home and how I can raise my child is that's priceless. Like, yeah. So I will say that is the good that I have fought and worked really hard through the bad and the ugly to get there. That's the 30,000 flight overhead. The good is also reaching a point of, uh, I just, how do I say this? The, it just feels like it's kind of happened where I've really tipped over into bigger either events or conferences or getting asked to speak at social media marketing world in 2022 was huge. And being asked to speak at a 
um, professional conference, like the state of California's real estate conference, being on stage before the Jason Oppenheim from Selling Sunset. I mean, it's kind of, it's like, it's really cool to literally look at the other people on stages and seeing that I've shared stages and events that have also had Gary Vaynerchuk speaking or um, Shailene Johnson, or I don't know, just people that I looked at and I said, I'm now on stage at these huge events where a lot of people, I'm on the same marquee, I'm on the same link, the list. So I guess to me, that's the good is reflecting the power of what I've done and what I've worked for. I love that. That is amazing because there was a time when you looked at them as they were the best of the best. And now all of a sudden you're sharing the stage and that makes you the best of the best. And it's, it's yes. really kind of cool to step into that. I'm sure. I love well, that. Yeah. And I think it goes back to at some point I was in the audience. Like we, I mean, we all, that's that story of it didn't just happen overnight. Like, so what is that? But yes, getting to that point was a journey. So you know, what's really cool too, is now people are looking at you that way, you know, know. From, from the audience, <laughs> they're looking at you starstruck. Like you looked at those other big players and that, mm -hmm. that is amazing. That is so amazing. Yeah. And I really want to honor that. Like, I want to honor the fact that it, I do, like, I love what you said. It's not, I didn't get lucky. Like I know there's elements along the way that maybe I've never shared publicly that have been on this journey. And what does that look like? And I would say the number one skill that I've had to own is networking. And I know it's not a fancy word, but it is networking your butt off. And it happens many, many, many times in the private spaces of this world where nobody sees it. Nobody sees the work it took to network. Mm, so I love that. Okay, well, next we're going to go to the bad, but we're going to save the ugly for last. So oh, tell no. us a story of the bad part of the journey. I was going to say some of the bad just all feels ugly or <laughs> the ugly all feels bad. I mean, they Sometimes. seem like the same category. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, I would just say the bad that I never enjoy in business is just conflict, is misunderstandings and conflicts. I'll just be blunt. I... I don't know how, especially when you put your business and yourself, especially as a content creator, um, I would say any, especially things like the trolls or the people who aren't even trolls. I haven't experienced too many of that on LinkedIn. But what I do feel like I experience is unsolicited feedback that isn't actually necessary <laughs> or relevant <laughs> or relevant. And what I say to that, and I'm not trying to solve it and I'm not, I'm, I don't want to leave you on, is it okay if I don't leave them in the bad? Cause that's literally the bad has stopped me sometimes from creating content or the bad has, um, has caused me to play smaller sometimes. Cause I don't want that. I, it's almost like you have the bad happen enough times you get enough bad comments or I literally had one guy write that I was a degradation to the platform that I shouldn't exist. And for a human being to tell another human being that they should not exist, that they don't even know. I'm so lucky. I have a good mental health and mindset, but 
that shouldn't, it just should not be happening. We, we as human beings just need to be so much kinder to each other. Just scroll on. Delete right, me. I would, right. I wish, I wish he just blocked me. Yeah. I don't know why it just blocked me. Yeah. For <laughs> so sure. that's the bad. I would say to me, that's the bad. It's not ugly, but it's pretty ugly. I don't know what's it it's feels right ugly. Yeah. But there's yeah. always uglier. Right. So, but oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so now I don't even know what's ugly because that seems pretty ugly. That's why I was telling you these two stories are going to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what, but I'll what, say, the we say ugly. We say ugly. We talk about like something that you had to overcome that could have shut you down, that could have made you quit, could have made you give up on your dream. Seemed impossible. What you know? keeps me going is. Um, oh, my goodness. I created a quote wall. I was actually going to look because I. I need to put my quote wall back up and I took them all down. But one of them says, you do not have to attend every argument you're invited to. Love that quote. I love that too. People are ready to argue. People are ready to go back and forth of the comments. I love a respectful, constructive conversation, but arguing just to argue, it's not constructive and you don't have to attend it. You can delete it. You can block it. You, and then the second one is radical ownership. I get to radically own my journey on social media. This energy that there's these requirements on me because the public is saying that's how we're supposed to be. Doesn't matter. If the journey I want to have is to, I don't know, say, here's the boundaries and just having those healthy boundaries. That's that's what's important. You decide what you want to do on your platform. It's yours. Yes. It, despite everyone that polices it, right? And tells you what's right or wrong or... Yep. Yeah. And how they want to run theirs is theirs. I mean, I love... There's some really cool creators on LinkedIn who just... They're, they're putting out their hot takes and the comment section is hot. I love those posts. But I, at this point, have decided that's my boundary of, I just don't have the bandwidth to handle that. So that's how I've handled that bad part, I guess. Makes sense. Makes sense. Now, <laughs> let's see if I get some hot takes out there. That's right. Oh, that's great. So you mentioned about being a single parent, and I know we had a little conversation Um you know, prior to recording. Uh, and so I want to ask you just a little bit about that. Like we're in this world right now, as you mentioned, this man who, who posted this inhumane comment, right? I mean, that's the only yeah. thing I could say when you're saying like, be human. Well, if you're not, you can't act it. Right. So maybe they're just not, <laughs> but you know, in, in this world that we live in today and here you are raising a child. And, um, I just feel like, like, it's, it's different, right? It's so different. And how do we prepare these children for this world that they're growing up in for this next generation? And I know we, we talked off camera about a lot of that stuff, and I would love to touch on that a little. I think I'll start with just number one, we always hear this, but they're really watching and bringing them into the space of your life and your business. I actually run my business from my dining room. So there's no doors to my office and he and I share some of the same spaces and he'll put his computer next to mine and we'll work together and he'll have his school reports and things. He's 10 years old. So 
number one, just don't create a wall or a boundary, especially now that we, so many people can work from home. They can literally see it's all about interacting with other people. And the next thing I'll say that I didn't mention, but I've created with him and his friends, they FaceTime, they talk with each other. So there's no texting and writing because at 10 years old, humor and tech, it can go really south very fast with how harsh kids could say things to each other. They're 10. They don't, they don't have all the things that they need to think about to not hurt another human being. And so we've set it up so that he talks with them. He's allowed to FaceTime. He's allowed to be on an audio channel with them, but not just being able to be behind a keyboard and type whatever he wants. So I didn't mention that, but that was something I, somebody told me, they were like, whoa, I never thought about that. And I was like, cause I saw those group chats forming with 10 year olds. That can be a lot for them to try to mentally and emotionally handle at a very young age. So, and especially, I think even as adults, when you get a text message, you're like, what did they mean? Is there something (gasps) underlying? I don't hear your tone. Are you upset? Right. And so like for a bunch of kids, you could just imagine how they would try to interpret or translate these messages and take them so personal. Um, Sarcasm. I didn't even know the thumbs up emoji now is passive aggressive. Somebody, <laughs> I saw I saw a video that said, don't do the just the thumbs up emoji. And I was like, uh-oh, like <laughs> I didn't know. Or I'm Gen X and I sometimes do dot, dot, dot. And oh. I had a Gen Z employee working for me and she joked around and she actually said, I thought your dot, dot, dots were kind of mean. <laughs> and I thought I was just like, et cetera. Like yeah. I, I just, I got used to doing dot, dot, dot because our way of texting, I didn't grow up texting. I literally got access to texting when I was already in my twenties at some point. And I was like, what is this thing we're talking on? Just call me. Like, <laughs> like an old person. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I love it. I so, feel like there were other things we touched on about raising a kid, but my biggest thing is I just always want to tell him so much that he's being raised with what I know based on the family and the experiences and how I got raised. And he needs to make sure he sees and recognizes he will never understand full diversity unless he invites a diverse set of people into his world, his life, and puts them at the table. Whatever table he's at, I want him to always recognize that he can never know what it's like to grow up a different way than he just grew up. And that's just the facts. He can try to understand, but you can never really know. So you always have to have that feedback or input or depends on whatever he does in life. I love that. And that's so important too. And to teach them now, right? Yeah. and here's, here's another question going back to that. What has been like the biggest challenge that you found in growing a successful business and career and being a single parent? Like I cannot, I'm sure, I'm sure it can be very challenging, but what have you found to be? Because I think there's a lot of people out there and they just don't know what to expect. Uh, there is a lot of tuning out so much advice in the noise. And I've had to constantly remind myself that the only person's opinion that matters of me is my own and my kid and the people I love. And 
maybe a coach that I hire or someone I pay to be part of my business, but random strangers, unsolicited advice that know nothing about my operations, my business. Um, yeah, that I don't, it's not necessary. And there's also a time to accept that and they don't have to know that. So for example, you may have a set up your business quarterly. Let's just say that. And maybe during the third quarter, every single year, you have a moment where you may look at and say, I've created a safe space to review my practices, my business, and take some feedback, get market research, reach out to past clients and say, what's going on? How can, you know, but there's not the whole year because then you're just adjusting and adjusting and adjusting and adjusting to strangers or to sometimes even clients who are not running your business, they're experiencing you trying to get them results from interacting with your business, whatever your business is. So I would definitely say boundaries is huge. I've already mentioned that, but um, during the pandemic, I had to get really clear that I could not do everything. So focus, focus, focus. And you are the only person that knows what is actually working or converting. So when people say you need to be doing I, just all the things people say you need to do. And I'm like, Nope, I've had somebody reach out to me and say, you need to be doing your newsletter more often. And it's interesting that you get that feedback because there's a lot of judgment on how often you're posting, which I don't understand. And I looked out at my numbers and I sometimes post once a month. And what's interesting is that perception to them doesn't seem like it would get them results. But I told them, I said, I get too much results from one post a month that I sometimes post less because I can, I can't take on that many clients. And they're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, so that's, we're, our businesses are in two different places. So your judgment of how often I post isn't relevant. Like I don't need to post more just because you want me to randomly post more. So there's a perception for you. Like, I don't understand it. <laughs> and yet there they are, right? They have time to police your posts and tell you how to do it different. And you don't have yes. time for any more business. That there's the answer. <laughs> what what an epiphany, right? They, yeah, they, yes. have, they have a lot of time on their hands if they're doing all that. I will say because of my business and everything I've done, I super focus on how to make everything as evergreen and as long lasting as possible. And I think we have a lot of limiting mindset when it comes to social media advice out there. And here's a little inside thing that I think about. Many, many, many people who are social media experts, they kind of want you to think you have to post a lot because that actually serves their business for you to hire them to post a lot for them. So it becomes a circular thing, right? Right. If you make them think they have to post a lot, and you're running a business that posts and creates content for clients, your success starts to be built on telling people they need to post a lot. Isn't that true? Yeah. Am I wrong? Oh, no. (laughs) I think you're right on the money with that. So I really like challenging that advice. And I literally will tell my clients, if you want to post once a month, I got you. I will show you how to make that once a month post work all month long for you. And they're like, 
But yeah, it's, yeah, it's really powerful to change and to challenge any advice out there and always think about what's the motivation of the person giving you that advice. Mm, there you go. There's your mic drop for the day. Yeah, but it makes <laughs> sense, right? Like, so I, if I was in social media, I could come to you and say, Judy, you need to post more. And you'd say, I don't have time. And I'd say, well, you can pay me and I'll do it for you. And then, and then there we are. And I'm not saying all that advice is bad, by the way. No, no, not at all. But I see it. (laughs) But how do I say this? A CEO of a hospital does not need to post every single day to be relevant and a thought leader. Because at some point, we're going to be like, how the hell are you a CEO of a hospital? Right. Who's saving lives? Who's Are you a content creator? Are you a CEO of a hospital? Yeah. So many people who are trying to be influencers are giving advice to a thought leader. They're trying to be an influencer. The thought leader doesn't have to be an influencer. And they don't need to post on the same schedules and the same, they can still get just as much visibility on thought leadership once a week, once a month. Because they're not trying to promote a brand, run ads, do all this. This person's trying to run a CEO of a hospital. Like, <laughs> so I think that sets the stage. And then perception's reality. If you have all the time to post, how are you running and how are your employees actually viewing you having a content strategy online? Great question. That's amazing. Great question yeah. for lots of thought. Well, (laughs) before we wrap this up, I would love for you to share a little bit about your new podcast. Uh, So we have Social Audio Power Hour with Vinny Podestivo and Judy Fox. And me and Vinny met years ago. So this podcast has been years in the making. And it definitely launched because of LinkedIn rolling out LinkedIn audio. And We love podcasting. First of all, Vinny has an amazing podcast called I Have a Podcast. And I have been running a LinkedIn audio and clubhouse room straight for two years, every single week. Um, I took a little break recently, but literally I I ran a weekly room for two years. That is a lot of audio rooms. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it Um, is. So yeah, we created Social Audio Power Hour and we started a company brand and LinkedIn page around called Let's Talk Social Audio because we want to talk all about social audio. I love it. And so what platform are you on now? Are you where all where all podcasts are? Yeah, we're <laughs> everywhere. Link, uh, Vinny is an expert at that and he literally in like a heartbeat we were everywhere. I don't eat. We're syndicated. I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> we've got, I love it. That's amazing. We've got every channel covered with Vinny. And then I am the one. I mean, we, we make a great team. I'm recording the podcasts. I am finishing and polishing them. And then he's making sure they get out to the world. Amazing. So that's fabulous. Well, congratulations on that. Thank and you. Thank you so much for being with us today. This has been such a great conversation. We've taken it in so many directions, which really is what I wanted to do because I really wanted to talk about all the things that, uh, you know, encompass what you're doing and and how, the life you're living and how you're doing it all. And I think you did that so well today for us. So thank you oh, for that. Thank and you. to our listeners, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground right now, Get back up, girl. 
get back up. Tell them, Judy. Say, my life loves me. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's right. That's right. That's our new chant. My life loves me. Say it. Yes, Say it three my times. My life loves me. <laughs> yes. Say it three times. Click your heels and get back up because you can do anything. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.